Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,470. Have you ever thought about just selling everything and hitting the road? Well, this next guest did just that. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Well, today I'm today I'm in a unique place. I'm at a truck stop in Jackson, Mississippi, with a very special guest by the name of Daniel Green. Daniel, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear? And are you ready to release the clutch? Yeah, buddy. Well, I'm not much of a clutch driver. Actually, I, I prefer an auto. They're a little bit faster than the clutch. So let's let off the trans brake and let's get at it. There you go. Uh, what is that? Let's see the um, the settings that are in some of the cars with uh, automatic transmissions these days. Uh, ludicrous mode, I think Tesla calls it, or launch mode for Porsche. So uh, yeah, there's all sorts of options nowadays for uh, starting off and going very fast. But that's one thing that you do. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. And we're also going to talk about why we're in a truck stop and we're not at your house or your office or something <laughs> like that. But before I introduce you and we get into that, what's one little thing that people don't know about you, Daniel? Uh, one, one thing people don't know much about me is the behind the scenes of what it takes to do what I do. I travel 65,000 miles a year across country. So <laughs> 65. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's pretty incredible. So for someone that's on the road as much as you are, and I'm sure some listeners out there going, wait, Mark, are you talking to a trucker? Not really, but we'll talk about what he does with trucks in a minute. Uh, people must say, or I must think about uh, the gas prices that we've been through in the last three years, ups and downs, uh, must affect your uh, budget a little bit. Although Mississippi, like what does an average uh, gallon of gas cost in Jackson, Mississippi today? At this truck stop, we're at two seventy nine for oh, regular geez. and three three fifty nine for diesel. So, oh my gosh, I'm in the wrong state, but uh, I'm in Washington yeah. State where <laughs> they are just they're Looney Tunes. Uh, we follow in the footsteps of crazy California. So, when it comes to adding taxes and costs to gasoline, I think they know what they're doing up here. They're milking us, but. That's for another discussion. Yeah, for but sure. that's pretty yeah. cool. Well, that's uh, yeah, that's very doable. So I'm a little bit jealous because I filled up today. It was four nineteen for premium uh, here in Washington. Hey, State. not bad. Well, <laughs> not five dollars a gallon. <laughs> Sounds far worse than what you're doing. You sound like you're in a much better yeah. place. So I'll take that. Yeah, especially when you drive as many miles as you do. Well. Let me give you an introduction, Daniel, because you have a very interesting life, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show. Very unique what you did, very brave, very daring, but very inspirational. So here we go. Daniel Green is a racer who four years ago sold everything he owned so that he could travel around the country, and that's exactly what he's been doing. His mission was simple, inspire others to be more than ordinary and to be the best version of themselves. Since taking this leap, he's encouraged others to break out of their comfort zones and pursue their dreams. Dan, or Danny as they call him, travels the country living a drag and drive lifestyle, and in his second year of racing, made over 200 passes down the drag strip, earning Rookie of the Year at the Rocky Mountain Race Week 2.0. He has been featured in and on a multitude of automotive media outlets and touches thousands of lives on his adventure, just like he's touching you listeners today. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsors, so give them a little love, and we'll be right back. 
So, Daniel, now do you prefer Daniel or Danny? Uh, Daniel's fine. Okay. Uh, sometimes people yeah. say, that's what my mother calls me when I'm in trouble. But uh, we'll, call uh. You <laughs> we'll call you Daniel today. So I've got to go back in time a little bit before we talk about what you're doing now. What was the impetus that launched you to say, you know what? I'm going to get rid of all my material goods and most of them that I don't really need. And I'm going to travel around and have a life on the road and adventures. What was the catalyst that launched that? Well, I was up in your neck of the woods. I lived in Tacoma, Washington, and I hermited myself into an apartment complex building a online logistics business. And I did that for three years and I fell into a, a, a dark depression Oh, no. And there was uh, an event that happened uh, in the skies of, uh, you know, Tacoma SeaTech Air area uh -huh. when a guy a guy stole a uh, an airplane. Uh, yeah, a, an Alaska Airlines airplane, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you remember, remember that? that? I do. He flew around and did aer aerobatics yeah. and then crashed into a island and killed himself. And it was, it was tragic, terrible, frightening, all yeah. the above. But you know, you know what though? That actually, that day, I was listening to it on the on the airline scanner, and that day actually changed my life forever. Wow! Now, how did that happen? Because he did something that no one ever, no one ever would think about doing. You know, he just wanted to go up into the sky and feel free. And not feel the depression or the, you know, the, the evil thoughts that some of us have in our heads uh, when we're in those dark places. So he said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to just go and be free and be with the birds and do barrel rolls. Yeah. Well, I didn't follow up on that, that occasion. It was, did, was he suffering from depression? Was that what? He had depression and, uh, you know, he was having some, some marital issues. And, you know, he just wanted, he just wanted to be free. And, and, and now to this day, I'm pretty good friends with his mom. I actually connected with what? his mom. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, her and I talk, uh, her, her and I talk on Facebook all the time. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah. You mentioned you were, you were suffering from depression. You'd kind of gotten yourself into a, a dark place. And this is something that I'm glad is now more out there. It used to be that mental illness was not really ever discussed. I mean, doctors didn't even yeah, ask you about it. And and right. we we realize now how many people affect. Just recently in the last year, I've had friends who've had children that have been affected by this. And mm -hmm. I, think, I think in many ways, and you, you talked about something here that maybe COVID was part of this, is this isolation that we all felt and locking ourselves away. And, and also, in a way, kind of this working from home thing, which is good in some ways, but for some people... Not so good. So uh, take right. us take us to where, kind of where you were, as personal as you want to get, and then how you pulled yourself out of this to make it positive in your life so that you could have a great life. Well, I, I wanted to I wanted to build my business mm -hmm. that I that I still have to this day traveling around the country. But I knew the sacrifices that it'd take to do it, but I didn't understand the sacrifices it would take mentally to do it. And that's what a lot of business owners don't, up and coming business owners or people that want to pursue business, they don't, they don't understand what it takes mentally to do it. So, you know, I dug myself into a little hermit hole. I built my business, which is successful, but I was not personally happy. Mm -hmm. And so 
one, you know, that day that happened, I kind of got thinking to myself, I was like, you know what? I, I don't need to be in this apartment and just shipping packages all over the country. That just, it's that I I can do this from anywhere. So why am I stuck in this apartment? (laughs) Yeah. This was June of 2019. Even before COVID hit. Yeah. Before COVID. So I got to, you know, I got to manifesting an idea. I said, Hey, you know what? Why don't I just travel the country? Well, Daniel, how are you going to put yourself in front of people to talk to people about this issue and inspire others to get outside of their comfort zone? Well, I don't know. I could go to the park. I could go to the dog park. I could talk to anybody. But I'm an adrenaline junkie. That's why we're here on this podcast today. And I said, I'm going to go drag racing. Okay. Didn't know anything about drag racing. Didn't grow, didn't grow up drag racing. Didn't have a dad that had a drag racing car. So I jumped all in on this idea. And this was uh, November 2019. I started putting all the puzzle pieces together. I bought a a drag truck. I bought a a living quarters trailer. I sold everything I own and I bought a brand new truck. uh, And I said, okay, I'm set. One thing I did forget, though, is I didn't buy any tools. Uh Oh, yeah, you kind of need those (laughs) if you... Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, well... We all know what happened in uh, 2020. Yeah. We don't need to repeat all that mess, but uh, all my events got canceled. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. Y- yeah. All, all my events got canceled. A good majority of them, let's say 90% of them got canceled. But I crowdfunded and got a whole bunch of sponsors to believe in me about this idea that I was going to travel all over the country and go drag race. Okay. Very ingenious of you. Yeah. Hold on one second. Let this car, cop car pass. I was going to say, uh, we're not driving. Just so you listeners know, we're not driving. The uh, police car is not chasing Daniel. He's off on. No, something. no. He, <laughs> he just he just passed by. So I went out and I got, you know, I crowdfunded. I got sponsorship money to help with the cost and all this stuff. And then March happens. 90% of my events get canceled, but I'm stuck in debt to people that I promised to advertise for them. Right. Yeah, exactly. So now, so now you can just imagine. Yeah, exactly. Now you can just imagine how my, what's, what's my train of thought now. Right. I'm living in a, I'm living in a trailer with a drag truck with someone else's money in my pocket and and I can't advertise (laughs) it. And nowhere to go. Yeah. And nowhere to go. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So, so I'm like, well, crap, was this even a good idea? And, uh, long story short is we're four years into this. This is our fourth year out on the road Mm -hmm. and we're still going strong. And because of the people that we, the people that we continually inspire, that's the short form of the story. Well, no kidding. You know, this, I'll tell you, there's a couple of things that come to mind. I, I enjoy following a couple of YouTubers that have done something similar, but in a little different way. One is a couple from Australia that are on a sailboat. They've been doing this now for, I don't know, gosh, 10 years almost. They've since had two kids. They've had three different boats. The last one that was just built to trimaran, and they sail all over the world and they created a life and an affordability to do this through YouTubing. And they've got a huge, right. you know, millions of followers. And, and I'm not even into sailing, but I'll tell you what I enjoy about them. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show. In my mind, just the sheer bravery of what they did to go out and do this and try it and then keep it going and then find a way to make money doing it to support them. And then to have children and raise them. You right. know, I mean, this is so far beyond my comfort zone. You talk about getting out of your comfort zone. 
Holy cow. And another one is the young woman yeah. that is from Poland, and she has a, an old Land Rover that she travels by herself all over the world in her Land Rover. And again, I'm thinking- Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm thinking a young woman who travels by herself. I mean, she's been to Pakistan, Afghanistan, uh, South America, uh, Canada, all over Europe. I mean, some Mexico. <laughs> I don't think I would wow. travel in Mexico today with people uh, with the challenges down there with drug cartels and all the worries. So, uh, again, that's why I wanted to have you on the show because the the brave, bold move to step out of a comfort zone and go try something is very daring. And I love the fact, too, yeah. that you've taken on the mission of not only doing that, but also sharing it so that you can show other people there is a way to do something. Maybe you don't have to be as, as wild as Daniel, but try it. Just step on, you know, step on the gas a little bit. So when, when you encounter people, is that the, what you do? Do you tell stories about what you've done and offer suggestions about how they can do it? Because the first thought that came to my mind when I wanted to have you on the show was, well, how do you pay for this? I mean, do you have like a sugar daddy, you know, an uncle that, that gave you a trust <laughs> right? fund? Or, yeah, I mean, because you, yeah. you know, that's the first thing my mind goes to is, you know, and having owned homes and businesses and raised the families, you right. got to pay for this somehow. Um, but you just shared yeah. a little bit yeah, of that. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. So is that the story you share and, and offer ideas to people? You know, I keep uh, my business life uh, personal, but uh, just so your audience does know, I own a, I've own a very successful logistics business that I can work anywhere in the world on a laptop and do. There you go. So is social media paying me? Yeah. But is it the bread and butter? Absolutely not. So if you think you're going to jump jump out and do something and you're going to make millions on social media, it's just like social media is just like any other business. Only 10% of the people actually make money doing it, right. you know? You so go. I own my own, uh, you know, I own my own logistics business. But when I encounter people out here, I listen to their stories. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people in this world of all different, you know, ethnic uh, backgrounds are struggling to, to find a way, but they're scared to do something different. There you go. You, you, you know, you touched on something very important here. And it's funny, I just was on, on social media talking with somebody about this, about he was asking about how do you figure out what your why is? And it, you'll get this because you figured this out, but you think of like Simon Sinek, the speaker who talks about the importance of figuring out what your why is. Why are you doing something? Why are you not doing something? And defining right. what that is. And that's what I did when I started this podcast. I, I, I defined my why and I wanted to reach people because I wanted people to know that they can have a career, a life and fun in the automotive world like I have my entire life. Yeah. And that there's a way to do it. And guess what? There's 2,468 people now that will show you how to do it or tell you or give you a little clue. Right. Right. So yeah. that sounds like what you're enjoying is going around and sharing these stories. But I also want to talk a little bit about your drag racing because you said something interesting. I'd never drag raced before. I think I'll try that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, never, never drag race. What was it about drag racing that made that your first choice of attack? It, it really it, it wasn't my first choice. A lot of people wouldn't even believe this, but I, I have an introvert personality. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I was seeking a group of people that would accept me because I never had that in my life is I was seeking a group of people that would accept me and that we had something mutually in common. 
and I thought drag racing was fun well, or was going to be fun. It yeah. still is fun. I love it. And, yeah. but more, more than anything, I love the automotive culture of people because they're so accepting yeah no matter what car you drive you might have a four-cylinder honda you may have a v8 you may have a v6 you may have a prius versus a pontiac or whatever it may be you you're, you you still have something in common it's still automotive right so yeah. that's what i love about it this is a common theme that I've heard over and over again, and I think all of us in the car world recognize. And even people, friends of mine that are not in the car world have said, man, you guys are all very unique. You'll you'll stop on a dime and help a fellow car enthusiast. You'll do this. This isn't normal in my business. We we, we would never do that. So I think yeah. this is really cool. I, I wanted to go back to depression just for a second, and maybe we can help somebody out there that might be feeling this, because I, I think especially since COVID, but, you know, mental illness has been going on forever. It's just, it's just been tucked away. Yeah. Now at least they're doc talking about it. You go in to get your physical every year, the doctor actually asks you about your mental health. They never did that before, right. which is great. Right. So for you, when you felt this way, what were some of the things you do uh, you did other than this very big, bold step, which is big and bold and brave? Did you seek help from a physician? Did you talk to a counselor? Did you talk to other people? I know now there's some some great, like Better Health Online has online health counseling, mental health counseling for yeah. people. What did you do that helped you identify, I've got to do something about this. I can't stay in this state. Not you the know, state of Washington. Uh, the mental state is what I'm right. talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, of course. To be honest with you, and really transparent with you and your audience, is I started going to church. I oh, started going okay. back to church. And that opened up that opened up myself to just getting out of the house, putting myself in front of people, mm. uh, being around people. I, I went to church. That's where I felt comfortable. And I got to talking to some people there, and they recommended me to go to counseling. And so that's when I started going to counseling and the counselor was like, Hey, you, you got to pull yourself up, you know, like, it, you know, it took a good six months or so to do it, but you know, through, through positive continuous counseling, that's the important part when it comes to mental health is I, I consider mental health like a broken leg or a broken arm. Okay. It doesn't heal overnight. Right. You can't just go to the counselor once and be like, okay, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah, like, it's, uh, it's like going it, to the gym once and saying, I'm healthy now. Look at right. me. Yeah. It doesn't work. Right. Right. So I went to counseling and we set up a plan, but you know, my counselor didn't know that I was setting up a different plan that I was bailing out of this place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she, my counselor, she gave me the, the strength. She gave me the strength and the tools to do something bold. I didn't know she didn't know it was gonna be like this. And we still talk to you know, to this day. But did she say did she say, Hey dude, I didn't tell you to do that? Uh she said, you know, if if that's where your heart feels you need to go, then I'll support you. Just know I'm a phone call away. And I was like, Well, I'm going to try it. What do I have to lose? Right. Well, I tell you, Daniel, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on and, and opening yourself up like this and talking uh, so open and and frank to people because I got to think there are people out there listening to us right now that are having those feelings, don't really know what to do. And you touched on two things, religion and mental health therapy. And in mm -hmm. many ways, both of those things are very similar in many ways. Uh, joining clubs, yes. car, joining car clubs and getting going to events. That's a good resource. Now they have the the cars and coffee. Yeah, yeah. The cars All and over coffee the are so popular. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're everywhere. If, if you're feeling if you're feeling down, 
I don't care what you drive. Show right. up to a cars and coffee. Yeah, there's there's people all over there that will that will conversate with you and and you can make friends that way. Even if you go a couple times, you know they're normally on a Saturday or Sunday, uh, once or twice a month. If you go, you know, continue repetitively go, so those faces become more familiar. Yeah, yeah. And you then can you make friends, then you want to so. talk to those people. Yep. Yeah. Well, this is so wonderful. Was there somebody in that early time, and maybe as your therapist, uh, that really was your influential person that helped you get out there and do this? You know, I was I, I, w- I was such an in- introvert person. I really didn't seek a lot of guidance from other in person people because. Mm-hmm people would shoot down your idea, you know? And really? Oh, if wow. We're gonna be, if, okay. if, if we're going to be, if we're going to be honest with each other, Mark, I, I didn't want anyone to shoot down my idea, man. Cause I knew it was crazy and people are going <laughs> to tell me it was crazy. So there's a video on YouTube from a Steve Harvey that's called jump. So I, so I continue, I watch that video once or twice a week and they just kept telling me to jump. Just kept telling me to jump. You know, that guy, <laughs> that guy, you know, I really never followed him much and never really watched the TV show he, he's known to be on. But I've seen a lot of yeah. little snippets on social media about that guy. He's a very motivational person. and Very, yeah. Yeah. I think I'll, so. I'll go look that up and I'll put a link to that on your show notes page. Now, you mentioned, uh, and we talk about challenges here, and, and you are facing a lot of challenges, but I, I like the one where you realize, oh, I forgot one thing, and that was I needed some tools if I was going to be traveling around with my vehicle, which is, is yeah. good. And maybe that's where part of the, the challenge here is if you're going to make a big, bold move, do s- talk to some people. Because while some people right. may, may tell you not to, they might also give you some, okay, well, do you have the, this figured out? How are you going to, you know, first thing is how are you going to make money? <laughs> Uh, you know, um, yeah. you already had that figured out, but a lot of people might just do this. I've, I've known people that have sold their houses and, you know, they get in a mobile home and they start driving and they don't think about a lot of the other aspects of just regular life. And then all of a sudden they, oh, we forgot about that or. Uh. You're right. So yeah, was uh, aside from the tools, I was sure there was many challenges. What was one big challenge that you faced when you took that big, bold step? Well, I, I like I said, I didn't have tools, so I didn't know how to really work on my, my drag vehicle at that time. But one of the things that I didn't think about is the cost of living during COVID was fairly cheap. Gas was cheap. Uh, hotels were cheap. It's very cheap, yeah. Every, yeah. Everything was cheap. So it was, a, it, was the, it was the best year to do it. But guess what? When 2021, uh, middle of 2021, 22 came around, Everything went up. Yeah. That's been my biggest challenge because when I set out on this adventure of life, I, I did it when everything was cheap. Yeah, right. And and now it's two seventy nine a gallon. And I'm like, crap. Yeah, my, my fuel cost just doubled overnight. Oh, how yeah. do I how do I figure this part out? Right. Yeah. yeah. Inflation has reared its ugly head. So the biggest challenge is not planning ahead, you know, mm-hmm. one year, two years, six months down the road, uh, you know, the wear and tear on the tires and stuff like that. So a uh, proper planning of expenses, that that's probably my biggest, was my biggest issue. Sure. That makes sense. I, I've seen that with the, uh, the young woman I follow from Poland that costs, you'll go to different parts of the world. And she did mention, you know, here in the United, she, in fact, she 
she wanted to settle down, which she never thought she did, but she loved the United States so much. She wanted to settle down, but she said, I don't know how anybody lives in this country. Everything is so expensive. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. you know, it's uh, just part of the deal. But those are all really, really good points. You know, I want to talk about, and I always talk about a special vehicle, but I want you to tell us more about this drag truck. What is it? I know that uh, when the gentleman who put us together, Mike Narks, talk, is from Drag and Drive. Yeah. Uh, this truck that you decided, like, why did you pick a truck? to drag race that's kind of a unique choice well i i enjoyed just to give the followers a little background about my truck is it's a 96 dodge ram uh 2500 diesel truck oh my goodness okay yeah i i enjoyed diesels i you know i had i had one of my own before i up in tacoma and i really enjoyed diesels and i enjoyed watching them you know go fast on the internet so i was like well, if that guy can do it, I can do it. So <laughs> let me buy it. Let me buy a diesel truck. But little did little did I know it was diesels are the are one of the hardest vehicles to make go fast for <laughs> on a budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably so. Yeah, when you think about the I'm idea like, of oh, diesel God. coming up, where it's really long, ter- you know, long travel. The engines last a long time. I mean, have you, have you noticed right. that that having a diesel drag truck that the engine is more robust, less likely to break? It depends on what you do to it. My first engine of the truck lasted a minute and fifty-seven seconds oh. in a burnout contest, and I blew the I blew the head gasket oh, all over. Ouch! So, yeah. well, you know, a gas engine would probably last a little bit longer than that in a burnout contest. But <laughs> oh my gosh! But when you're in front of seven, when you're in front of seven thousand fans, it's kind of like, what do you do? You know, you got You got to go all out, right? Yeah, that's peer pressure, big time. Wow. Yeah, got me. Well. Yeah, I want to crawl into your head a little bit. You know, we've been in your head a lot yeah. during this discussion, but I want to ask you a rather unique question. And that is, if you were reincarnated as a vehicle, now the kind of guy you are now out on the road, living this very unique lifestyle, what would you be and why? You know what? I would be a 1986 three-wheeled Cushman with a Hayabusa engine in it. That's what I would be. <laughs> okay. Now there is... A very unique answer. No one's been one of those. Why? <laughs> Why do you pick that? How does? How do you relate to that in your mind? Because I'm sitting at this truck stop right now, and I have one in my trailer that we just got done building. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're unique. They're fast. They're sketchy, and they get a lot of attention. And that's Daniel Green. There you go. Yep, that's that, funny. That's, that's me. That's funny. Well, I do like to talk to people about how they're giving back, but you've explained that. You give back by traveling the country and inspiring people with your story. And I think, well, I don't think, I know, and I've learned this after interviewing so many people, that we are our best when we are helping people. And you figured yep. that out. And I would assume this is a big part of your healing and recovery and therapy, ongoing therapy, is realizing that you're helping people, just like our talk today is helping people. I hope that my shows find people's ears where it helps them make decisions to better their lives. Yeah. Is that how you view yourself and what you're doing? You know, I, I'm on a I'm on a mission to talk to one person a day, and and that's that's what keeps me motivated out here. Just trying to find one person a day. And even if it's just making that person smile, just being genuine with people. I think that's some, I think that's so important these days. It's just being genuine with people and being happy. You know, if I can make a little, a smart, smart remark to a lady at the, at the food counter and she giggles about it. You know what? I made her day. I made her day. You touched on something 
again, you're you're dropping a lot of golden nuggets on us today. I did the same this morning, and I tried to do that when I encounter people. Uh, I stopped to get a coffee this morning. I had to go up north, which was kind of a rare day for me. Yeah, just just saying something kind to somebody. Yeah, offering them, uh, you know, a gesture or whatever it might be. And the world has kind of gotten so fast that a lot of people, you see that around mm-hmm. us sometimes. People forget to do that and you go, gosh, you know, it only took a second to hold that door open for that elderly person right. to come through it. And you just walked right through and didn't even pay attention. I, I think a lot of people these days aren't even paying attention to their surroundings. I mean, you just go to the go to an <laughs> airport and walk through an airport That's most definite. and see how many people are just not being kind to other people. I love to hear that you're doing that. Is there, since you're on the road a lot, do you do reading? Is there a great book that you could share with us? Uh, I do a little. I do a little bit of reading. Uh, I I'm more of a an audio book person. That's fine. Perfect. And uh, one book that I've really enjoyed is uh, "Rich Dad Poor Dad" oh, by yeah. Robert Kiyosaki. Exactly. That's- that's a book I can listen to over and over and, and, and learn something from it. You know, a little brief description of it is there's two different paths of life. There's two different dads and you can choose whichever path you want to go down. And honestly, both of them are successful in the eyes of, you know, the public. But which one, which one's better fit you is, you know, is what I get out of that book. Yeah, it's a great book. I read it for years ago, gave it copies to both my kids. So we go we go on the ultimate drive here. So we're going to play a little fantasy game here. I'm going to park any car at this truck stop you'd like to take on a ride. You can take anybody with you, including somebody from the past who is no longer with us. And you can take it down the road here. What does the ultimate drive look like for you? You know, I really like the Nissan GTRs. I really do. I like, I like, an, uh, like an R34 Nissan GTR. And if I was going to take, if I was going to take anyone with me, Ooh, that's a hard one. There's a lot of people in this world. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and people that aren't in the world anymore either. <laughs> if you want somebody who's yeah. left us, yeah, that's a that's a that's a hard question. Uh, man, that's a that's a hard one. Who would I want to ride with me? Because I don't. I I travel all these miles by myself. I, I don't know, know if, yeah. <laughs> how how many miles I could drive with someone else. But I would like to probably probably ride with uh, Mr. Beast uh, on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> uh, He's one of the top. He's one of the top YouTubers. I'd like to ride with him for a little bit and kind of pick his brain, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> See what life's like for him. He seems. He seems genuine. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. You can learn some things for sure. Well, Daniel, I'm so glad you took a little pit stop. You pulled off the side of the road here and talked with us and shared some amazing things and some great inspiration. What would you leave us with today, as far as some parting words of advice? Parting words of advice. Mm-hmm. I. You know. Every person in this world has that one thing that they want to do or that they, or they wish they could do. And for you guys out here listening to this podcast, I would like for you guys just to make a plan. Even if it's a five-year goal or 10-year plan or make it happen. If there's something that you want to do, you can absolutely do it. It just takes a little bit of hard work and a plan. Mm-hmm. So if whatever you want to do in this world, no matter what it is, make a plan and execute on it. And that's, that's my parting words. There's nothing you can't do. You're right. That's, yeah. Especially these there's days. There's nothing. <laughs> especially these days. With the, yeah. With the internet, there's nothing you can't do. So go out and do it. Absolutely. Listen to Daniel. He's done it. You can do it. 
That's the way to do it. How can people follow along with you? Do you have a social media site where people can keep up with what you're doing? Yeah, uh, YouTube is the is the best form uh, to keep up with me, and that's uh, Danny Diesel. You'll see me on YouTube, and and Facebook is Daniel Green. That that's pretty much it. YouTube and Facebook, TikTok. It's a little bit harder to find me, but it's under Danny Diesel also. But best way to get a hold of me. Cool. I'll put links to all these on uh, Danny's show notes page here under Daniel Green. Uh, we're not related. I've got the extra E on the end, but uh, I feel like I've got a new brother with me here today. So there you go. Pretty <laughs> cool. Sure. And uh, I want to sure. thank again, Mike Narks, who's from Dragon Drive. He introduced me to Danny. So Mike, thank you very, very much. Daniel, thank you for being so generous today with your time and sharing your story and all your inspiration. You really, truly are an inspiring automotive enthusiast. Until you and I talk again, it works here. I'll see you down the road. Hey, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to live your life at the fullest adventure as you can, and we'll see you on the next episode. There you go. If you're listening to this program, there's a pretty good chance you believe what I believe, that the collector vehicles we love are more than just a means of getting from one place to the other. They're a part of our culture, our identity, and as a people, they bring us together at vintage races, classic car auctions, and thousand mile rallies. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these important vehicles aren't lost to time. RPM stands for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship. And their goal is to inspire the next generation of vehicle restoration professionals through its outreach programs. And they include Shop Hop, Off to the Races, the RPM Future Class, and many others. These programs engage talented young people across the country and connect them with mentors and a variety of opportunities in the industry. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of collector vehicles skill trade, visit rpm.foundation today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!